This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club. The children upstairs are so loud. Yeah. We must be right under their bedroom. I assume just, it's like, jumping around. I assume it's children. Oh, yeah. What I can say with scientific certainty is that it is skittering of some kind. It is skittering. There's like a, a chitinous skittering. You're saying you don't think it's human children. I'm not saying that. I never said that. You're implying it. I'm saying we don't know it's human children. It sounds like more than two feet, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds like many feet. Yeah. Yeah. So if it is children... It's a multipedal child. You know what's fucked up? What? We're just sitting here together in a room. Yeah. In bed Brooklyn. Yep. Don't triangulate too much. Four <laughs> Avenue, bed Brooklyn. By the Believe time that. this comes out, Jack will be long gone, baby nation. <laughs> Whoever's editing this, please bleep that out because people could follow me from here. To where? Wherever I'm going back. You think they would, like, follow the paper trail? If you were trying to follow a paper trail, it's pretty useful to figure out where my last known address was. But then you're going on vacation to to your parents' place. Great. Okay, believe that as well. <laughs> Tanner, do you want to talk about this movie? Um, The Predator? <laughs> we already talked pretty extensively about The Predator. Uh, Baby Nation... Tanner and I have different views on the Predator film. We saw it last night uh, together when we were hanging out. By last night, Jackson Tanner Brooklyn. means we both uh, pretended we had a meeting at p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Quietly left <laughs> and to went go to see go the see Predator. The Predator movie. It's a kind of meeting. Yeah, one of us liked it, one of us didn't. I didn't. Okay, well now you've actually kind of given away. The Thought game. it was very bad. I liked it. One thumb down. One thumb up. One thumb down. I think sometimes when you don't have a one-year-old trailing you, yeah, and following your every footstep, yeah, maybe a even slightly bad movie feels like a, 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 a very win. nice time. Baby Nation, we're gonna talk about a movie today. To, for the, the Predator, because we did. I we read a book. You, no. the, I, we only saw one movie together, and it was called The Predator. And then we read a book together. I've been pitching to you this movie, Spectral. I think you should watch it. <laughs> is this what you're going to tell Baby Nation about? I think Baby Nation should watch it as well. Baby Nation, if you haven't heard of this, there's this movie on Netflix called Spectral, where it's the soldiers fight the ghosts. And, and here's how it's premise. relevant. <laughs> Shared production mm-hmm. universe. Right, with Bright. Bright starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. And you, where you didn't go is that it's soldiers with magnificent weapons are Fighting going ghosts. to war against ghost factions. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you want to talk about this movie? Let me take a break. You're going to which, take a... Which movie? Spectral? Stacy's movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I'm trained in this. Okay. I have oh, a degree. Yeah, you went to film school. I have a degree in this. Very good. Film criticism. Let's talk. Hi, hi. I thought the mise-en-scene was good. Save it, save it for the fucking conversation. Hi, hi. Human condition. Okay. Wrote I feel a lot like you're, of you're okay. like using all your ammunition really early. I got a lot of ammunition on this. How long man? did you go to film school for? Four years. Okay, fine. Two degrees. You've got more than film so production got, and film criticism. You got more than mise en scène. We'll see. What about like shot selection? Mm, three pointer. Okay, good. Good. Outside fade. Great. Okay, layup. Great. Save it for the show. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitters Club. 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 Live on, edition. We were, we were right here face to face. We got it wrong. I said club before you because you waited forever. 
your pause was so pregnant. That's always how long I pause. Let's try it again, and let's look at each other in our eyes. <sighs> hi, hi, and also welcome. wait for my cue. Yep, yep, yep. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitters Club. 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 I'm Jack Shepard. Uh, my name is Tanner Greenring. <laughs> and, no, don't say anything more along with me. Every week we talk about a classic novel in the great sitter's cycle by the hand that shakes. Princess of the Prince of Towns, St. Annabelle Matthews Martin, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clax, and... Mother of Clax? You made me say Mother of Clax because you were talking along with me. You made me feel bad. <laughs> you made me say that. Mother of Clax? <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just reading what I have here in front of me. You're reading and you still got it wrong. That's pretty rough. The Princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle, Matthews, Martin, Stormborn, Soul, Skinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bats. She is the first of her name, the last of her kind, kind, the last last hope hope for for humankind. Excuse me? Humankind? Humankind. Mm. This week, Baby Nation, we experienced... Look how laid back and relaxed I am, man. This is just like my ideal setup. In fact, if we could figure out a way, we're in Jack's Airbnb in If we could figure out a way to move our rigs so I can lay down on this bed, Uh that would be ideal. Okay. Can we do that? No. Fuck. Can I finish my thought? Yeah. This week, Baby Nation, we experienced an artistic endeavor that was called Stacy's Movie. You ruin. You're ruining the suspense of it. Stacy's movie. Um, did the movie actually have a name? No, she never gave it a name. I think that's cool though. That's like a very artistic choice. You know, it's not even calling it like untitled. It like just doesn't have a name. I think it would probably be called like Student Life. No, that's not good. I mean, I'm I'm playing the role of boring dumb Stacy. Yeah, and okay. I'm boring dumb <laughs> Stacy saying like it's called Student Life. It's called, like, your fucking zombie movie never got off the ground. If I were naming it as a film, former filmmaker and film student, okay, I would call it something like Echoes of Aquarius. I would call it Meeting in the Halls. I think Echoes of Aquarius is better. <sighs> Echoes of Aquarius is the name of the movie. It's a doco about student life. Uh-huh. In SMS, it's hard hitting. It's honest. It's, it's a snapshot of a raw. Moment. Oh, it's raw, real. It's like it's a lot like kids or boyhood. Yep, boyhood is a better example. Or spectral, spectral. It's a lot like spectral. Bright, starring Will Smith, Joel Edgerton. All of the great documentaries. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. My favorite part of the documentary, Bright, starring Will Smith. No, and no, Joel no, no, Edgerton, no. You're from straight too far from God's the... light. Centaur cop. Okay. Do you He's, remember him? Yeah, I didn't see it, but you've What do you mean you didn't see it? Too far. You didn't see the scene with the centaur cop? Bring it back to the text and I'll talk about it. You didn't see the scene with the centaur cop? I didn't watch or the you, whole, I didn't watch any of it. The movie Bright starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerson? That's accurate. You didn't watch any of it? No. And it said you watched you were sitting in your Airbnb last night and I watched sick and you watched Spectral? Spectral. Don't tell people I was sick. No, Jack wasn't sick. Jack doesn't <laughs> get sick. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you've had Bright starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton just waiting for you and you've never watched it. I have a wife and child. You're sitting, you've been in Brooklyn alone all week. I watched Spectral. Oh my God. 
Okay, it's okay. It's Let's okay, talk about okay, this okay, book. Yeah. Let me tell you what happens in Brights. No, absolutely not. I'll let you tell me what happens in Stacy's movie, but first, I'm going to tell you what Can happens in Stacy's movie. Can we watch Bright starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton tonight? After Please. We're done recording? I would be delighted to do nothing more than that. Good. It would give me great pleasure. I hope you're serious because I fucking will. Yeah. Tanner, I can't believe you haven't seen it. You've been talking so much hay about it. for. <laughs> it's like such a big part of the mythology of our show. You've been talking about the Bright Universe for episodes, dozens I, of episodes. I hope there's at least one listener. Oh, oh. My, mo- my mom's calling me. My mom's calling me. My mom's calling me. I'm not going to answer. Come on. False alarm. Baby Nation, all is right in the world. Baby Except Nation, Jack I'm going to seem bright. I'm going to describe this novel right now. I'm taking back this podcast, taking back the night, taking, taking back, back Sunday, taking back your attention. Here's. Is there? Do you not want to talk about this book? It's a good, fun book. I just wanted to mention Taking Back Sunday so we could quietly layer a Taking Back Sunday cover under your no recap. I don't think it's going to work. It's my edit. Fine. <laughs> Can I describe the novel? Mm-hmm. I'm going to describe this novel. Then I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock that I happen to have handy. And Tanner is also going to describe this novel. Are you ready for my description? We'll see. Okay. Ready? I'm ready for yours, yes. Lights, camera, action. When Stacy McGill's in the director's chair, everybody knows what type of movie's getting made. Terrible gags, worse makeup, and less than zero chance of an actual audience when it's all over. But when she turns the camera onto herself and her friends, she begins to see the value in a different kind of story. The infinity of tiny joys and cruelties that shape each of our lives and make us. And as Stacy finds herself unexpectedly on the path to making her first truly good movie, she must grapple with the immense weight of the fact that sometimes the truth is the scariest story of all. Stacy's movie. Kids was definitely not a documentary. Oh yeah, no it wasn't. Well, neither was Bright. Boyhood is, though. And Bright is, like, magical realism, but it's pretty realistic. Um, good description, I did. Tanner, what do you think of the movie? Predator? Come on. I didn't like it. And that was bad. Okay. Spectral? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, fine. I'm talking about Stacy's movie. Stacy's movie oh, is... Echoes of... Aquarius. Echoes of Narcissus? Aquarius. Tanner, you described the book. I was going to engage with you on some other topic but apparently you just want me to keep this thing moving <clears throat> you describe the novel let me get comfortable I'm gonna find a timer <sighs> jack is googling timer right now don't take off the pants with and... you i <laughs> don't take out your anger on me Okay, you ready? I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad. It's it's like an old oak clock that my grandfather passed down to me. It's his computer. It's not. He Googled. It's he Googled beautiful. It's 60 second timer. We, no, it's beautiful. You packed that and you brought that to yeah, Brooklyn? Yeah, I brought it with me. It's very heavy. It's put 60 seconds. I bet you had to pay for an extra seat for that. You did this. I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock. During those 60 seconds, you will describe what happens in this novel. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, go. In this novel, it's short takes again, mm-hmm. and all the girls split up and they take different classes. Most notably, Stacy and Christy are in the filmmaking short take, and a doco film director from New York City 
comes and teaches the class. Uh, Stacy and Christy get put on different groups. Stacy's group struggles with a concept, but eventually set, settles on a documentary about being a child in Stony Brook. Uh-huh. They interview all their friends and some of their enemies, and they learn and they laugh and they love. Okay. And they love you love. Uh, and put together quite a film. Marianne has an outburst and she doesn't want it to be included, but Stacy convinces her to include it anyway. Christy's also directing a film and she learns to have compassion for Alan Gray. Is there a na- noise on this one? This timer has a noise? Yeah, I don't hear it. I hear it. Oh, yeah? That's your grandfather's clock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It has like a shrill beep. It's a, it's a cuckoo clock. I think I got it all. Yeah. Um, B plot. A, I guess the B plot was Christie's movie. Do we do the thing where I like give you marks on like your delivery and no. your like enthusiasm? And My enthusiasm was good. I was enthusiastic. Didn't feel like it. I was present. This is a fascinating I was novel. present. You had to say I was present. You were physically present. It's a fascinating novel that is an interesting choice by Anne and Suzanne Wayne. And we don't need to get into this, but Tanner and I, obviously, and I hope you can tell from our voices, have full-blown Wayneia now, and we love it. And there's no going back from it. Mm, I wouldn't want to go back. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> but it's a fascinating choice for this penultimate novel. In mm. some ways, it's the last novel. I hate it when you say it. I hate it. Because this is the last true BSC novel because I assume I haven't read it yet, but the fire at Marianne's house is just going to be this like incredible coda on the series. Um, and this is like this is like the last like actual chance we have to engage with these girls. And it is an interesting and beautiful choice by Anne and Suzanne Wayne Wayneia Wayne. We got the Wayneia Suzanne and one to create. This story that is about authenticity, that is about, we've spent 130 books with these girls, and now we are finally asking ourselves, what happens when we put the, the real lens of truth on them? What do we see? Yeah. Who do we see? Who are yeah. they? What does it mean to be authentic? It, this series of novels is one of the greatest performances in the history of Western literature. And if this is all performance, where is the truth? Where is the authenticity? And that is what Stacy's movie is about. And I feel like that's something you could have probably brought out in your description a little bit better. I said Stacy did a movie. Yeah, no, I know. but They talked to Koki. They talked to Pete. They talked to Marianne. Yeah. Emily, Erica, Alan. Mm-hmm. All these people expose themselves on right. film. Yes. Not their genitals, but no, like their souls. That. Yeah. Including Alan, who we learned a little bit about this week. We learned something about Alan. Alan Fuck. showed his true self. Fuck. Tanner, since we're talking it? about Alan, let me ask you a question. Do you have the thing? Oh, actually, I think somebody's knocking on the door. Tanner. I'm I think s- somebody's knocking on the door. I'm sitting in the doorway. The door. There's no one knocking on it. I think so. Here's the door. Okay. I think there's someone's knocking on a door you may not be thinking about. Bathroom door? No, don't guess. Maybe ask me. Front door? No, don't guess. Maybe ask me. Okay. Front door was an educated guess. Because like okay. that's where someone Let me would try knock. another tack. Tanner. What door? The door where you keep your Xbox and stuff. 
<laughs> if we're going to do it, you have to find me a script. I gave you a Google Doc. You find it. I don't work without a script. <laughs> Fine. Baby Nation, we're both searching for the Google Doc right now. I'll... Here it is. Okay. So, Tanner. <clears throat> Let's just try to do this. Can we try and do it at least a little bit more naturally? Yeah. So wait, what is it that you were asking me for? Um, you wanted to you wanted to know something about Alan Gray, right? And I think if you uh, if you look a little bit more closely, you'll find that it's just behind, it's just behind the store. What like, is? I already told you, like what the thing, the Alan Gray thing, like your Xbox and stuff. No, my playroom. My <laughs> like your Xbox and stuff. Excuse me. No, my, my playroom. playroom. Why? Why? What's in there? My like Xbox and stuff. Christian just opened the door. I meant what I said. The helicopter is on standby to take you wherever you want to go. Christian just opened the door. Jack just opened the door. Jack just opened the door. It's Alan Gray will see you now. Creek. The hottest new segment. Hottest new segment that we've been doing for 20 episodes. Where we talk about Baby Nation. What the fuck Alan Gray was up to this weekend? My God, Suzanne gave us a real new insight into Alan Gray. Alan is a shithead, bad turd boy who drove Mallory out with his... Yeah, no, we're still upset with ...ableist him. slurs. No, I know. But yeah, he was up to some pretty wild stuff this he week. He was up to some wild we'll stuff. We'll never forgive him, but we still feel like we're free to celebrate his, his life. Alan, we can never forgive what you did to Mallory, but we can celebrate who you are with all of its flaws. Tanner, let's talk about what Alan Gray was up to. He was up to a lot this week. The first thing he was up to, I think, is the most interesting and fun. Though maybe in the context of what you said, it seems... Aggressive. Aggressive. The Claudia thing? Yeah, you want to read the passage? Yeah. Today I had permission... This is Claudia. Today I had permission to go to the art room during study hall and work on a woodcut print for a t-shirt, she explained. I was involved with my print, so I barely paid attention to Alan when he came in and left. Then I picked up my t-shirt, and Alan had written across it with permanent marker. Oh no, I cried, Stacy. What did he write? I love Alan Gray, she reported, <laughs> rolling her eyes. As if. He must have done it right there in the room when I wasn't looking. Good. And I wanted to finish it today so I could wear it to the Museum of Modern Art tomorrow. Well, Claudia, guess what? You're like fucking like batiked. <laughs> fucking dinosaur figurines on your shirt is no one's going to pay attention if you go to the museum of modern art with a shirt that says i love alan gray yeah that's going to turn some fucking heads yeah it's also a case of ip freely okay because we are definitely stealing that idea and making <laughs> shirts out of it oh yeah that's our new uh, baby nation we're announcing our new merch it's a shirt that says i love alan gray yeah on it in scrawled permanent marker I'm not sure people would want necessarily to signal that. What do you mean? That they love Alan Gray. I think the message that they're sending is that they had been... Did you, not, did you learn nothing from Alan Gray's confessional this week? Yeah. No, I learned a lot from All he wants is to be loved. Okay. So, this is... This gets he's the, damaged. He's hurt. People don't take him seriously. People don't... People are not generous with him. I get that, man. This novel, as I told you, is about what it means to be authentic. And the camera... The camera reveals everything. It is the ultimate lie detector. It it turns out that Alan 
is this deep character who's more than the class clown he's pretended to be. Emily is Emily Bernstein is the shallow person. It shows the darkness inside Marianne. It shows the twisted ambition inside Christie and the beautiful haunted soul of Pete Black. But Alan Pete Black was also really great. Yeah, no, he's, he's just, just like we need to talk about that as well. But I want to dwell on Alan. We see the side of Alan that we've never seen before, and this is a testament to Suzanne's great genius. He shows like a a tenderness to his soul. Yeah, he doesn't always want to be the class clown. Even when he's trying to be serious, people assume he's just goofing. And the most beautiful moment in this entire novel, and maybe even though this is kind of counter to how we normally think about this segment. I'm realizing after the fact that this is my... <gasps> Tearful moment! Sorry, we're not we're being super loud, Baby Nation, because yeah. we're in Airbnb and there are Babies creatures. skittering above us and we don't want to awaken them. Yeah. This is your TM, huh? This is a TM-heavy book. Here's my tearful moment. Alan Gray, in this novel, he comes on the scene being the Alan Gray that we all know and hate but love but hate but love. Yeah. And he, he like, writes, I love Alan Gray on Claudia's shirt that she's designing. Claudia, how many shirts do you need where you, like, wrote some dumb shit on it? I love Alan Gray. Right. I'm just going to put that out there now. Okay. He shows himself as the Alan Gray that we've always known. Right. But later, when the camera is turned on him, he shows a different side of himself, and he says... I don't want to be this class clown. I've created this role for myself, and it's this box that I'm trapped in. It's not who I am. Sure, I like to make a joke every now and then, but I found that even now, like when I try, I try to say something serious to someone, they see me as a clown. They assume it's a joke, and I, I feel trapped, and it makes it worse. And it's this beautiful revelatory moment. But my tearful moment this week, Tanner, is when that scene is played on the big screen for you the that entire was SMS. When Alan came on screen, he let out a humongous burp. The laughter distracted kids from hearing what he was saying on film. Oh, well, I guess he couldn't be expected to change completely overnight. I'm not laughing, Anne. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. But doctor, I am Pagliacci. Do you know that story? Yeah, yeah, it's starting to it's starting to ring a bell. This, yeah, yeah. It's a tangent. Oh, Alan Moore. Is. It's Alan Moore? Yeah, it's from the it's from the Watchmen. Oh, that's why I know it. Yeah. So Baby Nation, this is my tearful moment here. Is it is it's it from Alan Pagliacci? Moore's The Watchmen? <laughs> I'll allow it. Her joke once. Man goes to doc this is Rorschach, so the English is a little broken. Yeah, it's also Alan Moore, so the English is a little broken. Fucking burn of the week on Alan Moore. Her joke once. Man goes to doctor, says he's depressed. Says life seems harsh and cruel. Feels all alone in a threatening world where what lies ahead is vague and uncertain. People say vague, right? You say it however you want, man. I say vague and my wife makes fun of me. Vague. Vague. How do you say it? How do you people say it? Vague? Vague. Vague. Says he feels all alone in a threatening world where what lies ahead is vague and uncertain. Doctor says, treatment is simple. Great clown Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go and see him. That should pick you up. Man bursts into tears, says, but doctor, (laughs) I am Pagliacci. That's Alan Gray. (laughs) I will fucking allow it, man. (sighs) 
But Stacy, I am Alan Gray. It's a cool. It's I like, had a TM. Okay. You want me to do me. it? Yeah, tell me. While we're here? Yeah. It was an actual TM. It wasn't from Alan Moore. TM is short for a tearful moment. It's like a shorthand that Tanner and I use, like kind of when we're just talking amongst ourselves. It means it's it means tearful moment because it's TNM. TMM? TNM, Tanner. Don't dwell on it. It's T and M and M. It's the T for tearful and the M for moment. Did you not know that? Did you think I was just, it was just like a random shorthand we used? I thought you said T-N-M, three letters. I, th- I was wondering where you're getting the N. And. And M. You know, Baby Nation, it's our tearful and moment. He's making a jerk off motion. <laughs> I feel, it's like belittling that you, that I like have to describe. You're like, <laughs> you, he does it, he does a jerk off moment, then he lo- looks at me like, now you do your thing because I recognize this didn't pick up on the audio. I don't know how to make this work. They record for the documentary, Mary Ann Spear, and she's having a bad day. Sharon and her are not getting along for some dumb reason, and she's finding herself missing her dead mother. She has an outburst while she's being recorded where she says, I hate my mother. And Stacy says, you hate Sharon? She says, no, Sharon's not my mother. I hate my real mother, my dead mother. I hate her for dying. And then comes to her senses moments later and Ask Stacy if she can remove that bit of the film, but Stacy's like fucking auteur classmates, Emily and Erica, won't let her. Including Stacy. Fuck you, Stacy, a yeah, little Stacey bit. Yeah, Stacy didn't try all that hard. She didn't try all that hard, and it's like her fucking very close friend literally was like, Hey, can you remove the thing where I accidentally had an outburst about my dead mom? And Stacy was like, Oh, well, I don't know if journalistic integrity allows Sorry, it's art. Mm. So anyway, she goes, Stacy goes and records Marianne and does like a follow-up. And Pete Black, fucking baller, editor Pete Black, includes it. <sighs> then Marianne's face came on the screen. I clenched my fists nervously. Her interview ran entirely as filmed. I slumped in my seat. My face came on and my interview ran as filmed too. Uh, Stacy also had an outburst on film that she was embarrassed of. But then Marianne appeared again. She spoke calmly. Finally, she came to her conclusion. Sometimes you say things in the heat of the moment. You want to take them back. When you're filmed, you can't. The truth is, I love both my mothers. I love the idea of my birth mother that I carry inside me, and I love Sharon. I glance at Marianne. She was crying. But she was smiling, too. She turned and mouthed the words. Marianne is always crying, to be fair. But it was touching. No, that's beautiful. She loves the idea of her birth mother. Yeah. But she also loves Sharon. She loves Sharon. Um, it is a beautiful moment. It didn't make me cry because I'm, I'm like, I, I like Stacy in this book. I, I Like, Stacy, we're good now. You know, like all the shit that we talked. It's because it's your last book. I'll finally say we're fucking good too. I guess. Yes. I'm not happy about it, but it's fine. Last it's your last book. Whatever. We're good. She we're redeemed good. herself in the end. But I didn't love the thing where she was like, where like Marianne was like, "Hey, sorry, I had that weird outburst. Can you cut it out of your fucking dumb documentary?" And Stacy was like, uh, "Sorry, sorry, I'm not sure. We'll have to ask the fucking journalistic integrity. Ask the committee. Truth in journalism. Fuck Truth that. in game journalism." Tanner, don't say that. <laughs> you don't want those people coming after us? No, I don't want those words uttered on this podcast. Um, but yeah. what about if we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. 
It's weird. We're both okay. He still. Oh, you know what's cool though? At Baby Nation, normally I when this happens, I try to have a seamless way of going into the break, and he just like aggressively turns off his mic. But what you don't realize is that you, your audio still picks up on my mic because we're oh, right. present together. So I just have to sit in stone yeah. silence. No, 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 no. You don't have to. Just say goodbye. Goodbye. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? My own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient flexible suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist you can switch at any time no additional charge uh go check it out learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash bedfellows see you there well not me but have fun It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Tanner, welcome back to your seat. Thank you, man. It feels really good to be here. I would... Really, no, I just want to really quickly, before we get back into it, Okay. revisit the idea. Moving this three feet to the right, Papa lays down. He's pointing to the table, now he's pointing to a bed. And what would happen? What would be valuable? I lounge. Look at this. Wait, no, we no, might no, even no. need to move I don't the want table to, no, no, one no, sec. No, 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 I don't want... Oh, Jack. No, it's gonna it's gonna inhibit my podcasting. Oh, oh! 
Look at this. Now this is podcasting with luxury. What is? Look at me. I, oh, okay, Baby Nation. I'm looking at Tanner. Look how comfortable I look. I'm looking at how comfortable he looks. Let's re- let's record our podcast. Do you are you aware of the mm. miss, like what's missing for the listening audience? No, they didn't see what's happening. Oh, Baby Nation. I'm fully supine, laying on a spare bed in the bedroom that we're recording the podcast in in Jack's Airbnb. So I'm laying. I'm splayed out mm-hmm. on my belly. I've I've maneuvered my microphone in such a way that it's working. <laughs> it's picking me up so that I can lay down. While I was saying now, I think that they maybe have seen too much of what's happening. Do you want to take a pick, maybe, of this rig? I don't have a camera. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole, <laughs> Tanner. I would like. Do you want me to get back in the seat, or you? I want you to go wherever the fuck you want, man. Uh, I would love to talk to you about this novel. Okay. Perfect, man. <laughs> okay, now he's lying on his back. Baby Nation, apologies if I feel like no one's ever attempted this, but if it turns out that lying on your back while trying to record doesn't lead to interesting audio. I bet Mark Marin's done this before. Okay. I think. You know what's really fucking with me is not being able to look you in the eyes when we're recording. Well, come back and sit down in a chair like a fucking normal person. Ah, uh, fine! Back in my chair, and I'm uncomfortable. Guess what, Tanner? Wait. Welcome. Thank you. To school. Welcome to school? Yeah. What does that mean? Welcome to our school. Welcome to the cool school. Oh. I gotta go to school. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to school. Cool is in session. Cool is in session. We have to say this together. Yeah. Cool is in session. One more time. Cool is in session. That's cool. It's not a cool one. Can we do it again where I do it in a lower cool voice? You want me to do the normal voice? You want to do low voice? We both do low. Okay. Ready? I'll say welcome welcome to cool school. Okay. Welcome to the cool school. Cool Cool is in session. Good. I knew you were going to go low, so I went even lower. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Baby Nation, we're in the cool school. It's our, not just our hottest new segment, but it's the best segment that has ever been created in the history of podcasts it's a segment where we talk about uh where we have a school where we talk about what is and isn't cool and this week's school is the cokie mason academy for what is and isn't hell yeah cokie had some bold yeah progressive ideas for what makes someone cool yes and i agreed on every single point. We're going to talk about them, but the way that we're going to talk about them is, I think, let's see. I am the at first unloved professor in the gritty school. What do you mean by gritty school? It's like school of hard knocks. Like kids who have come up on the streets. What do you mean by that? I mean that they came up on the streets. Okay. They, so like a, um, like a Carrie Retlin type. He's a boy. He has hair. Oh, the um, blameless boy with blameless hair. boy with hair. Right. That's yeah. who you're talking about. Some of these kids who are blameless. Right. And yeah. Have I don't hair. know. Blameless, blameless boys and girls with hair. With hair. Yeah. See, this is kind of ruining the, the image I was trying to 
Okay, I'm a T. Okay, so I'm a Michelle Pfeiffer in um, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. You, that's what you imagined. Been, been most my life. Okay, fine. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. I'll try it again. I'll try it again. It's from that movie. It's an elite academy for blameless boys. Okay. And you're I'm, the professor at this place. But I'm the I'm the professor who never went to school. Nice. And I'm the dean sitting in on your class. And nobody respects me, but I'm good. We'll see. I no, that's a part of the it's built in. Well, we'll see. I'm okay. the dean, so okay, you really fun. have to impress me. And it's my first day. Yeah. And it's the I went out on a limb to hire this dude. You know, he's supposed to be a bit of a renegade, supposed to be a bit of a wild card, a loose cannon, but I hear great things, so I'm talking to one of my fellow staff. At the Cokie Mason Academy for what is and isn't cool. I'm Professor Joe. Professor Joe? Yeah, because I'm just a regular guy. Joe? Yeah. Fine. Fine. That's the character choice you've made. (laughs) Thanks for allowing me to have my choice. Um, I am Dean Throbdong. Well, now you have a cool... No, that seems aggressive. It's my family name. What do you mean it seems aggressive? Okay, fine. I'm... We're Scandinavian. Throbdung. Throbdung. Okay, fine. I'm Joe. My name is Joe. Well, Joseph. I'll insist you refer to me by my full name, Deem Throbdong. Okay, well, if you want to hear my full name, it's Joe Joseph. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm familiar with the trope. I'm a professor. <laughs> yep. Dean, thank you for inviting me to your academy. Oh, just I'm just sitting in. Pretend I'm not here. Okay. I'd actually prefer it if uh, you address don't your sit in on this first class. I'm just going to oh. address the kids <clears throat> when I get to know them. So Great. Just let pre- me know when you've left. Pretend I'm not here. It's very clear that you're here. Do you want to? I'm not leaving. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kids. You're, I, I know your type. Hmm. You slimy elite. Just writing something in my notepad here. Just, just taking a note. Oh, cretin! You come from your privileged backgrounds, expecting to go to cool Harvard or cool Yale or a cool Princeton. Just taking a quick note. Just investigating. Well, guess schools. what? Yeah, I could get into any of those cool schools, and I didn't need the nurturing. That you have. I did it just by knowing what's cool. So I'm not going to take any guff from you. Not From me? Excluding you, Dean. Okay. Dean. Um, so what we're going to do here, first day of class, is I'm going to say something that I think is cool. Uh, and then you, somebody, somebody in a class... Anybody, any any volunteers is going to tell me whether they think it is cool or isn't cool. That's hey, how this segment works. Professor? Yeah. Hey, my name is Tyler Throbdong. I'm actually <laughs> the dean's son. Okay. Tyler? I'm happy to participate. Great. All right, Tyler? Yeah. Sorry to put you in the spotlight first day of class. This is a tough one. This is something that Koki makes. Hope not too tough because it would really suck if you, you know... Made a bad impression with my dad in the room. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm aware of that. I am aware of that. Okay. I'm going to say tell you something cool that Cokie Mason thought was cool in the novel Stacy's Movie, uh, the Babysitter's Club novel by Anne and Martin. Paying attention? Sorry? Yeah. Lost him. I was just tweeting. Okay. And you tell me whether that's cool or not and why. 
What are you doing? Nothing. Okay. Just texting some buds. Good. We're probably going to go drink beer after this. Okay. Good. Well, I'm underage, so that's actually Tyler! problematic that you said it was good. Only 18. Are you encouraging underage drinking, Professor? Dad? I know. I'm writing in my notebook. Like you're, pretending, you're pretending not to be here, right, Dean? I'm not here. I just, okay, Tyler. I'm just taking it out of my notebook. I'm going to tell you something that Cokie Mason said. He's tweeting. Tanner's tweeting. Tanner? Tanner is tweeting. Tyler is the character's name. Oh, sorry. Tyler is also tweeting. Um, just trying to inhabit this character. Okay. May I continue? Yeah. I'm going to describe something that Cokie Mason, the founder of this academy, thought was cool, and you can tell me whether it is or isn't cool. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. That afternoon, she showed up 15 minutes after lunch began. Cokie thought it would be cool if she sat on the back end of a car in the parking lot. She then spent almost 10 minutes selecting the nicest and cleanest car. Finally, though, she was seated and ready. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I also like that it's like, obviously, they're teacher's cars, so she picked like a... particularly clean lexus stacy realizes halfway through the book that she can't only interview like the bsc members and needs to like for her fucking documentary that's like their documentary is like they ask use this in journalism class baby nation if you're like ever doing journalism it's like pretty good they like they do a series of like they like do this like escalating series of questions oh yeah where they they always say like how are you today how's your day going yeah so it's like, how's your day going? And then somebody's like, oh, it's pretty. Sometimes like people will just be like, oh, like Abby is just like, oh, it's difficult. My father died ten years ago. Like, <laughs> but sometimes not a day goes like, by that I don't think about my dead father. Yeah, it, like they'll be like, oh, it's going fine, and then be like, oh, your parents were recently divorced. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> it's I bet good. That hurts, doesn't it? It's a good technique. Um, but they they realize that they can't just interview the BSC, so they interview Koki, and she only consents to be interviewed if she sits on the back of the coolest car in the parking lot. Yeah, so, parking lot. So th- we agree that that's cool. Nineteen ninety eight Lexus. Yeah. Okay. L one. So I've got one more. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Tyler, sup, bruh? Thank you for your answer. Sit down. I have no further use for you. Okay. You were going to call on another student. Yes. Okay. Is there another student in the class who would like to take this next one? I'm going to describe something that Cokie Mason thinks is cool. You tell me whether or not it is. I see a hand raised. Yes, you. Hi, my name is Tiffany Throbdong. (laughs) Okay. I'm also Dean Throbdong's daughter. Okay. So. Great. Careful. Okay. Okay. All right, Tiffany. (laughs) No trouble. Are you, uh, have you a... Applied to cool Yale? I've applied to all the cool schools. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. All right, so Tiffany, I'm going to read for you something that Koki thinks is cool. And this is a trick one because it's also about what she thinks isn't cool. Okay. And you can tell me whether she's right. Boys are pretty much... I have okay strep throat. Okay. Which is why I sound like this. Okay. I just wanted to explain. Okay, fine. I'm getting over it. I'm no longer contagious. I love that you're adding to the character. It's, it's like it like adds a lot of like mythology, just mythology and like yeah, it, like richness to to the thing. Because people be like, oh, is that the one with strep throat? I also chew nicotine gum. <laughs> okay, like the guy in the Predator movie. 
Okay. Good. Good. Very good. Because yeah. we talked about it earlier. Yeah. It's a callback. Yeah. It's a good. Very good. Okay. It's a callback that only people who've also seen Predator, which apparently is nobody. Yeah. No. 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 We watched only it. Only they'll get it. Okay, Tiffany. Are you ready? Yes. I'm gonna read you this. It's from. Are you familiar with the Babysitters Club series by Anne and Martin? No. Okay. Well, you. Do you know what the Cokie Mason Academy for what is and isn't cool is named after? No. Okay. (laughs) Let me read you this passage. Boys are pretty much the most important thing in the life of a middle school girl. Cokie continued confidently. I myself am between boyfriends right now. I don't have to be, but this time I'm holding out for a really good one. I've had it with the losers I've been dating. My next boyfriend will be ultimately cool what would make him ultimately cool i asked the same things that make any person ultimately cool i hope you're paying attention now because this is the list good looks nice clothes he shouldn't be failing in school but he shouldn't be that excited about it either you don't want someone who spends his life studying or uses words you have to look up if he were the captain of a team good use of the subjunctive that would be all right What about a good sense of humor, integrity, and intelligence? Emily asked. Koki gazed at her blankly. Those are okay. This is an important distinction class. Those are okay, Mm -hmm. but they don't make you cool. What are the things that are okay but don't make you cool? Okay. So this is a... and, And Tiffany, you can sit down now. Okay. Feels like you're dismissing your female students a little bit. (laughs) Okay. You can sit down now because this is a difficult question that's not just a binary of what is and isn't cool we're learning something about what's okay and what's cool and how those things are different so the things that are okay but aren't cool are humor integrity and intelligence does anybody want to speak to i will okay who are you brandon okay brandon great throbbed off <laughs> okay <laughs> uncle uh, I'm actually the dean's father. I'm here on a. Um, <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not an enrolled student. I'm here on like a continuing education kind of thing. Okay. Where we can sit down on classes. We don't take credit okay. for the classes, but we can sit in just kind of like keep ourselves occupied. I'm retired, obviously. Great. I was a military man. Okay. For many many years. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You hear about those spectral. Uh... I was in that. I was in that war. Yeah, I was in that battle. Good, good. Yeah. Um, So do you? I was also in the LAPD for a long time. Mm -hmm. I was in the Centaur unit. (laughs) Okay. Brandon. Yeah. Why don't you tell the class? Is that accurate? Humor, integrity, intelligence. Not cool, but okay. Well, it actually reminds me of someone. Okay. A podcast host. I know. Yeah. Uh, not a very popular podcast. You probably haven't heard of it. Okay, but one of the hosts is very cool by Cokie Mason's description, mm-hmm. and one is just okay, cool. Okay, 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 but not cool. One is one of the. There's two hosts on this show. One is handsome, um, nice clothes, nice clothes, not failing in school, not failing in school, but not trying too hard either. Right. Okay, and the other is intelligent. Funny. Thinks he's funny. And no. What was the last one? Integrity. And has integrity. Yeah. So it's like one is obviously very cool by those metrics and one is like, okay. he's okay. Well, so this is actually Brandon? 
Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Sergeant Brandon. Sorry, sorry, Sergeant. Yeah. Um, no disrespect to your service, but you're actually wrong. This is oh. a weird case where oh. Cokey Mason. It's me, Dean Throbdong again, just very quickly taking a note. <laughs> told my dad, was it dad? Told my dad he's wrong? Question mark, question mark, question mark? Okay. <laughs> this is a rare case where Cokey Mason was incorrect. Humor, integrity, intelligence are actually can be cool. Mm. Um, and w- especially when they're com- they're paired with good looks, nice clothes, not failing in school, but not being that excited about it either. Mm-hmm. And that school's out for summer has been cool school. Gotta go to school. Gotta go to school. You do it. Check this theme song for cool school that we both love so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. Gotta I go love to school. It. Gotta go to school. It's very good, Baby Nation. If anybody wants the track, I'll send you the whole thing. <laughs> it's very good. All right, Jackie. So we learned something about cool school. We created the segment, and then Koki fucking took us to cool school. Koki yeah, Mason. Koki. Koki. No wonder she has a fucking school named after. This book brought, they brought in everybody. They brought, brought in Koki. They brought in Alan. And they brought in, you know, make the, the music sound for him. Be black. Do you have a pee black moment? I've got a pee black moment that is similar to the last pee black moment where he's like kind of, co- it was unclear what pete black was like whether he was like one of the coolest kids or whether he was like like too handsome or like too Cokie nerdy or exactly you know what Cokie mason shoots him like the flirtiest smile this is my pete black moment okay this is because Cokie mason moment. just got done defining what is cool she got done defining what is cool and pete black so the last pete black <laughs> moment that we have that i remember was similar where like he was trying to read out shakespeare and like he all does a bad job like, and all the girls are just like l- losing it like writing the, their name with like black at the end of it in their yeah. notebook like a thousand mr times. and mrs so something's happened with pete black gloria black in the last few months that has been unspoken about but is clearly happening in this in the sidelines here yeah. and then the following thing happens when koki mason is talking on her turn on the documentary. Tell us about boys, Emily jumped in. Boys are people who can be jerky, but who can also be adorable. Here she shot Pete a flirtatious smile. I couldn't believe it. He smiled back at her. Pete fucking black, man. Pete fucking black. And that's Cokie Mason. She's not fucking around. Like, we talked about this in Cool School, or like, the, the guys talked about this in Cool School. I feel like Tiffany never really got much of a word in, in cool school. Uh, she was dismissed pretty quickly by the professor. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's it's also like pretty problematic. Like, yeah, that's tough. Because I was I was saying the guys, and I, I was gonna be like, oh, I didn't mean to be like the guys, but it was just guys. It was just the guys. Tiffany, like Tiffany, was in there, but well, she and was there was like, a lot of other women in that room. Oh, really? And they didn't get called in. Were they raising their hands? Oh, yeah. It was mostly women, and they were mostly women raising their hands, and the professor had zero interest in them. What was his name again? It was something wormy. Joe uh, Joseph. Joe. Joseph, yeah, I think. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but what we learned is that Koki knows boys. Koki knows boys. Yeah. Bo knows sports. Um, <laughs> good, good, good. You didn't even, like, half attempt to land the reference. You're just like, Bo knows sports. Good. That's the reference. Fine. 
What do you want from me? It's fine. Uh, I'm reading my Pete moment. I'm just trying to find it. Okay, fine. Pete Black is the first volunteer to sit down in front of the camera for this doco. Right. And he just, like, he just, I said this earlier, he just channels, like, Springsteen, these, like, small-town, blue-collar boys just looking to, like, break free in such a way that I found very, like, startling and honest. Yeah, it's like, it feels like a moving album cover. Pete, how's your day so far? (laughs) The best, Pete replied. I love doing homework on a gorgeous Sunday. Come on, Pete, be serious, Emily scolded him. Okay, my day's been interesting so far, Pete said more seriously. I mean, I didn't expect to be doing all this. I figured I'd just call some guys and hang out, and then I received this unexpected phone call from Stacy. That's all right, though. I like it when life is surprising. There aren't enough surprises in life. Profound, Pete. May I say what he goes on to say? Yeah, please. And may I preface it? If you must. With the fact that this is the final novel for the Coda in a series of books about these characters who Anne, for right or for wrong, is trapped in an eternity of sameness. And this is Pete Black's last chance. You don't think Pete's going to be in the last book? Before the coda. Okay. To speak on the topic. I feel like Anne and all the ghost writers are going to come together in a very profound and meaningful way to close up all of these. No, I'm sure. And so this is this is it. This is the closing argument. And this is Pete's closing argument, and I just want you to hear it in that context. I think when you're older, life might become more interesting. Like, say, if I could drive, then maybe I could go somewhere. And actually, I can drive. I know how to. I'm just not allowed to. That annoys me. It makes me feel stuck. Would you say being stuck is the most difficult part of being 13? She questioned. You know, it might be. I feel as if I can really handle a lot of things I'm not allowed to do. Why do you want to earn so much money? Erica asked. So I can buy a car and go somewhere, Pete answered with unexpected heat. And I want to make sure I can go to college when the time comes because I don't want to be stuck here in Stony Brook all my life. What's wrong with Stony Brook? I asked from behind my camera. Nothing. I'm just sick of it. He cried. That's the last words. (sighs) Sprung from cages. Sprung from cages. On Highway 9. Yeah. Chrome-wheeled. Fuel-injected. Stepping out over that line. Just like the boss. Baby, this town rips the bones from your back. It's a death trap. It's a suicide rap. But Jack? Baby? We gotta get out while we're young. Because tramps like us. Baby? We were born to run. Yeah. Me, you, and Pete Black, Tanner. Pete Black went on to change his name. Yeah. Become a famous singer-songwriter named Bruce Springsteen. I feel like Pete Black is actually would have been better even people like is a better name actually yeah than, than bruce springsteen you wouldn't <laughs> people like is perfect <laughs> uh, i hope Anne let him free man 
I hope so too. And we'll find out next week, I guess, because this is it. Yeah, this is it. This is it's been... the end times. <sighs> Baby Nation, it's been a beautiful ride. We uh, we love you. We kiss you. I, don't, I hope that's not. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're not oh. done yet. We still have plenty of. We have time, Jack. Tanner's looking at the clock. We have time. He sees it winding down. We have time. Baby Nation, it's been a beautiful ride. We love you and we kiss you. I hope that's not too much. New characters this week introduced. I just, I want to make a speech. Okay, I just, you're making me really nervous because it's the second to last episode and you seem like you're trying to wrap it up even though we've got all the time in the world. I just want to tell these people that I love them and I kiss them. (sighs) Do you, let me ask you this. If you went your whole life with somebody that you loved and kissed, and you never told them either that you loved or that you kissed them, and the moment passed when you could do it? I don't think it's time. Is that something you'd be happy about? I don't think it's time to tell them. Would you rather that or tell them maybe a little too early? It's not too late. (laughs) It's not too late. And it wasn't too late for Suzanne and Anne this week to introduce some new characters. Okay. All right. Fine. Glancing around, I saw that Emily was there, along with Erica Blumberg, her good friend. Pete Black, a nice guy, once stated. Logan was in the class as well, and so was Anna, Abby's twin. Also in the class were Sarah Gerstenkorn, <laughs> Ross Brown, Rick Chow, and Jeff Cummings. We know Ross Brown. We know Rick Chow. I think we we've know- probably heard Jeff Cummings before, too. Mm, Jeff Cummings is not ringing a bell. Okay, well, his Sarah name is Sarah Gerstenkorn. Sarah Gerstenkorn okay, jumps off that. the page at me. Yeah. Anything anything startling or upsetting about Sarah Gerstenkorn for you? Gerstenkorn. Yeah. Other than the surprising apologies to anybody who's a listener called Gerstenkorn. Yeah. Cuz I don't want to I don't want to like say your name is weird. Yeah. No, it's a German name. And I wouldn't. Don't google it. Don't Do you, google it. Okay. Don't google it. Gersten Kirsten Korn. Yeah. It's Kirsten. got a meaning. Oh, okay. It's from, Ger- it's from German. Okay. All right. Well, my German's not that that good, so. Well, you've been to Germany many times. Okay. <laughs> We've recorded several episodes of the show from Germany. That's true. Kirsten Gale is sometimes like war. That's in French. Okay. And in Spanish. No, there's no, there's nothing that's jumping out at me. Well, Jack, let me explain. Sarah, Kirsten Korn means German bread. Okay. Okay. It means German bread. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and we know that Germany is where Altjesnitz is, which is the major portal into Stony Brook. New baby salmon, we're not going to tell you why you're salmon. Salmon or bees. And we're not going to tell you why you're not bees. And we cut the bird thing out. We didn't. (laughs) It wormed its way. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's tough. Garsten corn. I mean, corn means wheat, but it's often like right. synonymous with bread. Yeah. It means German bread. Okay. So why is she sitting? She's just sitting here watching? She doesn't She doesn't say anything, right? She's no, her name isn't watching. Sarah Purple Orb. Okay. Her name is Sarah Gersten Corn. Right. So what? So what? So you're finally ready to... Here's what I can say. Okay. And it's Baby the Nation, we've been penultimate this- book. For a long time, Tanner can finally reveal something. Everything is coming to a head. Right. We're tying up loose ends. Yeah. I can finally say this. Okay. Jesus, I've been waiting for so long. Cause... It is all bread. Okay. Good. 
great. It always has been. Yeah. I suspect, I don't know because I don't have Future Sight. Yeah. I suspect it always will be. Right. All bread. Okay. And you feel like this this goes like some of the some of the way down. No, 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 no. Sorry, I should have clarified. Part of the way down, like, because it, like, it has like some small, some amount. Jack, I should have clarified. This goes all the way down. Okay. Now. Yeah. Goes all the way down. Yeah. Goes all the way to the top. Oh. To Anne. To. He's pointing up to Anne. The big guy. To Anne. Yeah. And Martin. Anne and Martin. Okay. You ever done an anagram search for Anne M. Martin? Anne Matthews Martin? I would not. I would not. Do you want to know? Do you want to see what happens? Not really. Okay. Well, that's your loss then because there's some startling stuff in there. Okay, fine. Show me. I'm not the one with the computer. You want me to do it? Okay, fine. I don't have a computer. Jack Baby uh, Baby Nation, Jack brought his computer to the record so he could like check his Farmville or whatever. That's a weird character assassination. I'm here. I'm engaged with you and with the text and with Jack. Well, I wasn't. I said I wasn't going to do it. There's not a lot. Mana is in there. You know what mana is. I know what mana is. It's the thing you tap in Magic the Gathering to power your spells. And It's also bread, you jackass. Okay. Mana from heaven. Is there anything there? Because I didn't actually... I was, just hope, I was hoping I could egg you on into doing this. I mean, I've found mana. That's pretty good. Do you want me to find non... Because it's not going to show up because it doesn't think it's a word. <laughs> Why do we do this? Did you have a thing? No, of course well, I not. I fucking gave you something. Mana. Mana is good. It's bread. You tap it to power your spells and summon creatures in Magic the Gathering. Oh God. You're hopeless. Forests, islands. Here's what I got. Here. Mountains, plains, swamps. The word mana. Is contained mm. deep within the heart of the word Anna Martin. And mana, Tanner, is not just something you do in Magic the Fucking Gathering. Mana is the bread of heaven. Mm-hmm. I know. That's you what know. I was, that's that's why what you I was hoping you'd find. The, okay. That's what I was hoping you'd find. You know what else Anna Martin? You know what other word Anna Martin contains? Yes. Is, is it non? Non. <laughs> Tanner, this week did you have a <gasps> Part of the way. Did you? Yeah. I caught a few. Yeah. I caught I caught one I liked in particular. Yeah. Alan. Okay. How was your day? I began. I, great. I didn't have to see Christy, the dictator of the universe. How can you stand her? I know Christy can be overbearing, and from what I'd heard from Abby and Marianne, she wasn't being fair to Alan. But she's my friend, and I wasn't about to say anything negative about her. I don't know what you mean, I replied. Yes, you do. You're in the Babysitter's Club with Darth Vader. <laughs> you know. She's a really effective president, was all I would say. That's your burn? My burn is on Stacy, because you know what? What? Darth Vader was a really fucking uh, effective... Administrator. Administrator. Right. He got a lot of shit done. Yeah. Idiot. Burns yeah. on you for not knowing Star Wars lore. Most He of- was a bad dude. 
Yeah. Darth Vader was a bad no, dude. We're not trying to defend him. We're, I'm not defending Darth Vader. No. He blew up Alderaan. He killed like billions of people. Yeah. At the order of the Emperor. He was effective. Yeah. He got most of two Death Stars built with almost no flaws. He? <laughs> Are you being a Stacy? Are you defending Stacy right now? No, I sent a fucking. Fact. He built a fucking galactic empire, Jack. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. With the help of his like buddy Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Okay. He was effective. Okay. He controlled the fucking universe. All right. I can't believe you're defending Stacy. I haven't done this. anything here. My burns on Stacy for being an idiot. Okay. Jesus. But at least he's effective. At least he's effective. Yeah. So was Darth Vader, idiot. God. Hey. All right, we have a nation. I'll... I have another one. Okay. I feel like you got really angry there. That's also about Alan. Okay. <laughs> Alan Gray walked by. Hello there, girls. He greeted us. Claudia, why aren't you wearing your T-shirt? Fun. Which said, I love Alan Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Claudia glared at him. Because I use it as a paint rag, she replied. That's, That's not good. the burn. That okay. is good, though. That is good. Claudia's killing it. Oh, what a shame. He flashed us the most obnoxious grin as he continued down the hall. I wonder what short takes class he picked, Abby said. Introduction to moronic behavior. <laughs> moronic behavior and Alan need no introduction, Christy commented. They're already best friends. Good. <laughs> Very strong. <laughs> Woo! Christy fucking swooping in, hitting the landing. Burn on Alan Gray, even though he was... Technically accurate about Darth Vader and the uh, him being an effective administrator. And I don't think so. I mean, he ultimately failed, right? Darth Vader. Yeah, he ultimately failed. The Death Star had like a fucking flaw in it. He let the plans be stolen. Now, now we're getting into some Star Wars theory, which I'm very excited to talk about. Oh, Did oh, he? Was that an accident, or was some of Anakin Skywalker's humanity showing through? He let the plans be stolen. He knew he like he didn't let the. Sorry, he didn't let the plans be stolen. You know who let the plans be stolen? That ding dong from Rogue One. That's not canon. That's you. You. I need to calm down. I need to calm down. Think about it. I can't even discuss Star Wars with you because you're so backwards about everything with it. Okay, well, let me ask you this. In Jedi, when. Uh, in Jedi. Look, I know what I'm talking about. Let in me ask Jedi. I'm a Star this. Wars scholar. I call it just Jedi. Let you ask. Let me. You were impressed, weren't you? Let me ask you about this moment when he says, My son is on that ship. Mm. Let them through. Mm. Imagine what an effective administrator might have done in his place. I think he's an effective Shot administrator. Shot the ship and killed the ship. Okay. Well, it sounds like. It sounds like you know what you're talking. You know what you're. You know what you sound like right now. What a an Sith. effective administrator. A Sith. I sound like an effective administrator. You sound like a Sith. Tanner, let me tell you my burn of the week this yeah. week. It's Cookie Mason, <laughs> and she fucking kills it. And this is also for all of you fucking throbdongs out there. Uh, and yeah, all uh, the, sorry. Yes. All the girls I didn't call on. <laughs> your final lesson in cool school because I quit. Oh, now you're mansplaining. This. <laughs> but let me leave you with one last lesson about what's cool to do and say. Yeah. Let's roll. Erica signaled Pete. Wait, wait, Pokey said, sliding off the car trunk. Cut! Erica yelled. What is it? I forgot to fix my makeup. Pokey dug around in her shoulder bag. 
We sighed and waited for her to touch up her eyeshadow, liner, and lipstick in the side mirror of the car. You look gorgeous now. Come on. Emily prodded as she fussed with her hair. Oh, all right, Koki replied, climbing back on the car. You don't understand about looking good, Emily, but it's important to me. <laughs> burn on Emily. Yeah, because she doesn't she get doesn't it. She doesn't understand about looking good. You wouldn't get it. Yeah. No, you wouldn't get it, Jack. Yeah. But and, it is important to some of us. And that's what's cool. And now, now, cool's out school. for summer. It cools out for summer. Later, Professor Joe became the new dean of cool school. What happened to the old dean? He was fired. For what? Insubordination. What happened to his kids? <laughs> they all went to cool Yale. Okay. Thank you. A lot of nepotism. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing about... Cool school's always an origin Here's story. the thing about... Dean Throbdong? Yeah. He went on yeah. to be the first man on Mars. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. He's a widower. He recovered, so he recovered. He recovered. Once he like, put all his kids through, like, just by himself, through fucking the Koki Mason's cool academy for what is yeah. and isn't cool, and then cool Yale, and then later cool Princeton grad school. Yep. So he's like a widower. He's a very gentle, nice man. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulled himself up from his bootstraps, put all his kids through school. And then like he was like in his 70s and he's like, I still have a lot of life left in me. Yeah. I have no commitments here on Earth. Yeah. Like I will go up. I will be a pioneer. I will go to Mars. Yeah. I will live there. I will set the scene for future colonists. Right. And I will die up there. Wow. Selflessly. By himself. For the sake of humanity. That's beautiful. <sighs> and Joe Josen had like a pretty illustrious career. It's just Joe like Josen the, the dean uh, of, died the Academy. Of alcoholism. After a long and illustrious No, pretty career. shortly after he took over as dean, the pressure was too oh, really? much for him. <laughs> okay. He realized how hard it was. Yeah. Did he appreciate the old dean? He realized how hard He thought about yeah. the old dean every day of his life. Yeah. His short life. <sighs> So that's tough. Man. Pretty rough life. Yeah, no, yeah. he got a divorce very shortly after he took over as dean. Yeah. His kids hate him. Yeah, and he just turned to the bottle. Uh-huh. It's really a shame. Well, it goes to show that like just knowing knowing what's cool isn't necessarily gonna help you get ahead. Of no, life. not necessarily. I mean, it helped obviously helped Dean Throbdong. Yeah, because he came became the first man on Mars, but doesn't help everybody. No, you're right. Your point is well taken. It doesn't help everybody. Yeah. So. And yeah, that man's name. What? Who, which man? It's Jack Shepard. The cool, the Joe Joseph. No, Jack Shepard. A young Jack Shepard was actually in that class earlier. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the guys. One of the guys with his hand up. One of the guys with his hand up. He also didn't called on, get called on, but he was fine with that because he would. Young much Jack preferred. Shepard would much prefer one of the young women get their get called on. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and Tiffany. Did. Tiffany did. Yeah, actually, Professor. Joe Josen like yeah. went to gesture to point to Jack Shepard and Jack was like, Oh no, she had her hand up first. Oh, okay. And then Tiffany got called on. Yeah. That was like it was all very quiet in that scene, so you didn't see you didn't hear it. So That's beautiful. Yeah. Tanner was thinking maybe we could get the Tanner point. was there too. Oh, he's okay. a janitor at the school. Oh really? Yeah, yeah but he's kind of like a Was um, there a math problem on the There board? was a math problem yeah. on the <laughs> yeah. chalkboard. Yeah. And like Tanner was like like sweeping up and looked at him and was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and he like picked up a piece of chalk and like solved it and everyone's like, like Whoa 
and they made him Dean after Dean Josen died. Okay. Of cool school. Yeah. And he expelled Jack Shepard. <laughs> okay. Wow. So this is a lot of origin yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot in there. Cool school. It's such a bummer that it's been introduced so late. Yeah. There's a lot of mythology there. <laughs> yeah. Does it tie up with the cauliflower universe in any way? We probably don't have time to get into that. Yeah, no, it actually does. Yeah. Okay. So there were the over at the School of Sciences, the cool school. <laughs> they were working on this this new type of radiation to power the shuttle that took Dean Throbdong to the Mars. <laughs> right. Right. And they were looking to tap into alternate universes and find kind of like new sources of energy. And that's how they, you know, accidentally created the call. Open the universe. gateway to the call. We don't have time for that, baby salmon. We don't have time to tell you why you're baby salmon. We don't have time to tell you why you're not baby bees. It is all bred all the way down. We don't have time to tell you much more about that, but we do have time to get the fuck out of here. Mm, I would love that. I would love that. Tanner, thank you for personally bearing with me. Sorry? Yeah, he's looking at a text. Don't worry about it. Baby Nation, thank you for bearing with us. Baby Nation, please take a moment to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. This is your last chance. This is your last chance, although we'll keep going. We will reveal to you, probably next episode, what our ongoing plan is. <laughs> Jack is in Brooklyn this week. Yep. Next time you hear our voices, I, oddly enough, will be in Austin, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be weird. We'll figure out what and we're we'll, doing next. We'll figure out and announce what our plans are ongoing. Please buy our merch, bit.ly slash merch. Baby Nation, this week. We read a book, book and watched but a movie. But more importantly, we watched a movie called Stacy's Bright. Oh, yeah. Starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. Called Stacy's Movie. Next week, I am assuming that we are going to be approaching in some way that I can't quite fathom the towering inferno that is. The final book in the Babysitter's Club series, The Great Sitter's Cycle, the fiery end of it all, the fire at Mary Ann's house. That or or Lana Field, Birds yeah. Consume Us, Spirit Carried to Heaven. Or we find something that we can just put up in the interim. Maybe <sighs> we could go back and find all the times I sang. And I rec- could record full tracks. We could just release an album of covers. That's good. I want to do an episode where we just we talk about the hatchet order for two hours. Oh, I have to go. <sighs> what? No, wait. No, no, no. We're not even close to being done. He's like... Baby Nation, next week we're going to be reading a book that is called... The Fire at Marianne's House, the final book in the Babysitter's Club series. book. We're all going to die. This week, Baby Nation, I have been your lover... Your kisser. <laughs> Jack Alexander Shepard. And I have been your bitch. <laughs> I've been your lover. I've been your child. I've been your mother. I've been your sinner. I've been your saint. Tanner Greenring. Tanner Daniel Greenring. Tanner Daniel Greenring. Baby Nation. Please take a moment to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Baby Nation, remember boo-boo.
I don't remember. <laughs> remember Trip Man? I'll Who just, do we remember I'll now? I'll do it. Baby Nation, remember the Delaney's and also remember the Trip Man. And take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now. And the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. Baby Nation, that's a rare peek into what we do literally every single episode for the last 130 episodes. We sing the chicken dance song. It's unclear why. I think because it sounds similar to our outro music. Because the outro music goes bom 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 bom. But so what we do is ba 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 invented. Ba 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 All right, we're back, Baby Nation. And by we're back, what I mean is we took a quick five-minute break, and I'm back. But Tanner is in the other room by himself, endlessly watching a meme uh, called Zendaya is Michi. Um, Who are you talking to? I'm talking to the Baby Nation. You're back. I'm back. Okay. Did you read your telling them about my meme of the week? Yeah, Tanner is a meme of the week. Get in fucking sit down and sit in front of your microphone. Sit down. I'm already sitting. Okay, he's gone. He literally left again. The entire bright timeline and the entire dark timeline has. Gone off the rails. The we're at the end. We're at the fucking end of the fucking road. There's there where we're going. I can't let go. We don't need roads. We don't need eyes. Was it? We were we we're going? We don't, we don't need eyes to see. Yeah. I hit record, but that doesn't do anything. Hit play. It feels. It looks solid. Numbers are counting. You tell me, bud. That was a headgum podcast.